0: Welcome to the Fountain of Life Worship Centers podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. Today, you will hear a message previously recorded from our pastor, youth pastor, or a guest speaker. Join us as we know God, grow in God, and go with God today. Let's jump into the message.
1: Oh, we want you, Jesus. We want you, Jesus. god I want more i want
2: to start a new series today called no fear. And I want us to understand this morning there are there is a healthy fear and then there's an unhealthy fear. And we need to know the difference and we need to know how to respond to both. Cuz think about the different fears in your life and recognize the difference between them. And I want us to feel empowered in hearing that when we respond to unhealthy fear with power, with love, and with a sound mind, that's how we respond to unhealthy fear. The Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but He's given us power, love, and a sound mind. We have to learn to recognize the difference between healthy and unhealthy fear. And then we have to learn how to discipline ourselves in dealing with those fears. Amen? Let's pray. God, today I'm just thankful to be in your presence. I'm thankful to be in your house. And Lord, today as we go into this new series, God, help us recognize unhealthy fear God and help us to understand that you have given us the power to respond in the spirit of power the spirit of love and the spirit of self-discipline that you have given us God we thank you this morning that your word is not going to fall on deaf ears it's not going to return into you void but you have hearers of your word this morning And not only do you have hearers, but you have doers. They're going to leave this place doers of your word. And we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Has anybody ever been scared? Happy coming in with them flip-flops on yesterday. and That was scary. But literally, has anyone in here ever been paralyzed with fear that you just kind of felt like you were unable to take another step (laughs) i recall a time i don't even know how old he was don't even know where we were at but we were in a store with talena's parents and not going to not going to blame anybody but talena's dad was in charge of our son. Well, our son decided he was going to get in one of those, like, clothes racks where nobody knows where they're at. Like, we have searched and searched. I have stood at the door. Nobody's leaving this place. They're getting ready to lock doors, everything. And lo and behold, Isaiah finally retreats and comes from out behind Underneath wherever he was at, and I, I was paralyzed with fear because I had no idea where my son was. Um, a different type of fear, but I remember when we first went to New Martinsville, uh, I felt like God had called us there to to kind of change the culture of the church. And, and and as we started making a lot of changes, I had a lot of fear, anxiety. Uh, just it was just it was an unsettling time for us because. You know, you know that nobody likes change, and then change is hard. So it was kind of a scary time for us. But fear is something the Bible it has an awful lot to say about it. There is a lot in the Bible. In fact, the command "Fear not" appears in some form or fashion, Nate, from Genesis to Revelation, three hundred and sixty-five times. Fear not. You know, it's specifically given to many, many characters in the Bible. I, I, I can remember several times God told uh, Joshua Be brave, don't fear, be, be you know, be courageous. But it appears in the Bible in some form 365 times and it's given to very different uh, individuals or, or groups of people in a variety of different circumstances throughout the Bible. And it's abundantly clear to me, Larry, that God doesn't want His people to fear. When we face adversity, when we face decisions, God does not want us to go into that with fear. To put it another way, Danny, we've been given a different fear not exhortation of every single day of the year. 365 times we could read a scripture that says, Fear not. So, such a clear daily prescription for us to wake up every morning and understand, Fear not, that the Creator of the universe has got things in control, and why do we respond in fear? Some of you asked me the other day, and I'm going to clear this, up. Uh, I always refer to God as the creator of the universe, and it stuck to me because when you're a parent and your kids like weird Christian music when they're kids, there was a group called the Lads, y'all remember the Lads, they were at Kid Fest and did all that, they wrote a song that says my best friend is the creator of the universe, so I've always just called him the creator of the universe, that's stuck with me, I've liked it, but somebody asked me the other day why I always refer to God as the creator of the universe. He is. <laughs> That's who he is. But but here's what I want us to understand. What can we do about this fear? And ha- I mean, there has to be a better way to deal with fear. And we begin this series at what Paul told Timothy, and I've already quoted it, but it's 2 Timothy 1 and 7. 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of love, but of power, and of love, and a sound mind. Some translations say timidity. God has not given us the spirit of uh, of being timid. But it's also, when you read that word and you look it up in the dictionary, one of the, the words that it gives us, Rob, to describe that is, don't be a coward. Timothy told, or Paul told young Timothy, he said, do not be a coward. If fear doesn't come from God, who does fear come from? I thought that the beginning of wisdom starts with the fear of the Lord, Pastor. So what does that mean? Did I not say there's healthy fear and unhealthy fear? One of the most important things is to recognize that there's healthy fear and there's unhealthy fear. Understanding the difference could save your life. will definitely help you interpret God's daily encouragement of no fear, but let's begin to look at healthy fear. Healthy fear can literally save your life. Pretend you're hiking and you come in the woods and Rob, you stumble upon mama bear and three cubs. You're not going to stand around and look around and stay on side-by-sides and just kind of look and and see what Mama Bear's going to do. And if you think the best course of action is to get your Bible out and read some verses to the bear, me, I'm going to slowly back away. I'm going to turn. And fat boy going to run like a mountain lion across the mountain back to safety somewhere. I've always told everybody, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun who you're with. Talena's uncle was the one that tried to stay and talk to the bear one day. Her dad and her uncle were, uh, I think they were out gin singing one day and and he had just bought a new lunch box. For, he worked in the mines, and he had it sitting on their, their uh, four-wheeler. And when he came up there, he realized his, his cooler was gone. And he said, they looked, and they saw the bear, and it had Virgil's cooler. And Virgil said, that bear is not getting my cooler. I just bought that cooler. So Virgil starts going towards that bear. Again, healthy fear. Unhealthy, healthy. (coughs) Virgil starts going towards this bear. I'm getting my cooler back. He gets closer and closer to that bear, till the bear stands up on its back two feet, gives a little roar, and Virgil, in his smartness, says, you can have the cooler. Healthy fear can heighten and sharpen your senses, which is a great benefit. Our body is smart. There are evidence that a person's like our internal fight or flight mechanism is a natural response to situations that we find ourselves in, like running from a bear. That's natural. Going after cooler is not natural. But you've heard of people, they get in car accidents or different kind of accidents and, and you'll hear that in their fear and in adrenaline that they'll they'll do supernatural things just like lift something up just in the, in the heat of the moment to help somebody. Your body helps you in these moments, whether you call it fear or common sense, there is healthy fear in life. And it can be beneficial to recognize it. Now, I have a healthy fear of sharks. Now, how do you live in West Virginia and have a healthy fear of sharks? Because my wife laughs at me because we're on vacation and I start walking out into the ocean and I get from about here to Nate's guitar and I see a four foot shark. And I turn and walk on water, run on water and I'm running down the beach like a little girl going get out of the ocean there's a shark there's a shark and Talita's going whose husband is that I embarrassed her to death and she gets up there and she was like Mick you didn't see a shark I was like there was a shark it swam right in front of me going towards all those kids you embarrassed me to death and then later that evening, we get up on the pier and she sees all these little sharks floating around and swimming around and doing all this stuff. And she said, you did see a shark, didn't you? And I said, yes, I saw a shark. It wasn't a figment of my imagination. I saw a four-foot, five-foot shark swim in front of me. And Jesus allowed me to walk on water for just a few moments. It's important to know healthy fear. A few years later, I had unhealthy fear. We're at the beach. Shark. Three guys don't even know each other. Out in the ocean trying to catch this thing. I'm one of them. The lifeguard's like, You probably don't want to do that. Well, we're like, It's just a hammerhead. He said, He can still bite. We were trying to catch it. It was sitting right there. We didn't know if it was sick or what. I asked one guy, I said, where are you from? He said, West Virginia, where are you from? I said, West Virginia, where are you from? West Virginia. (laughs) Three rednecks trying to catch a hammerhead shark. (laughs) That was the greatest day ever, though. And that lifeguard even laughed. He was like, leave it up to West Virginia people to be down here trying to catch a shark. Oh. Healthy fear of the Lord is beneficial. And not only is it beneficial, but it's biblical. There's a verse in Proverbs 1 that says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The Hebrew word here also means reverence. It doesn't mean that I'm supposed to be so scared of him that I can't go to him. It means I reverence him. I know who he is. It's... It is a good, it's good and it's right to hold him in place of awe and reverence. Again, he's the creator and the sustainer of the whole universe. He is the rightful owner, and we need to put him in his divine place. We need to fear the Lord. To ascribe him to something less is a misstep on our part. In Psalm 5, verse 7, David says, In reverence I will bow down. In Proverbs 9 and 10, Solomon says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So David has a healthy fear of the Lord throughout his life, and Solomon knew the fear of the Lord was the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. Divine reverence brings godly understanding. What an amazing gift that God has given us. And it's interesting to me that godly fear and reverence are fundamentally about acknowledging the proper place of the Lord. If we put him in the proper place, we will fear him. We will reverence him. He won't just be a little action figure that's up on the shelf that we pull off when we want to play, he's the divine creator. As we move now to discuss unhealthy fear, make a note that it is a proper place in the hands of this same Almighty God who has given us the strength through His Son Jesus Christ to be freed from the grip of unhealthy fear. God does not want us walking around in the spirit of fear. God does not intend His church, His people, to be full of anxiety and panic every day. And and I say that because we are. We are living in a society. It is sad to me that you ask teenagers, what's the one thing that you're dealing with? And teenagers are telling us they're dealing with anxiety. Their teenagers are living in fear. Whether, uh, 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 just different things. And and again, God who has given us the strength through his son Jesus Christ, He, he said you don't have to be in the grip of fear. Because I have given you the spirit of power, the spirit of love. I have given you the spirit to have a sound mind and you're going to get through this. Unhealthy fear can paralyze you. There are people who live every single day in a recliner terrified that they are going to die of an illness that they don't even have. My finger's numb. I got cancer. A hair stood up on my neck. I have this wonder what WebMD says oh, the worst thing you can do when you have symptoms of anything do not go to Google just start praying go see your doctor you don't have cancer it's a stomach virus <laughs> but what do we do? We live in a spirit of fear over everything. And men, we do it and we're like, bless God, I'm a man. I ain't going to a doctor. I'm going to live in fear. Because I, I know I got something, just don't want to know what it is. Every man in here shaking their head, going, yeah. <laughs> Unhealthy fear. Paralyzes you. And it's not from the heart of God. Again. For God had not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God wants us to grow in a relationship with Him. He wants us to grow in a relationship with our local church. He wants us to grow in in relationships with other believers. He wants us to grow ultimately in our faith. And this journey is often called the process of sanctification. And it's what the whole New Testament talks about is us growing in the Lord. And I can't grow if I'm constantly walking around scared to death. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 3, it is God's will that you should be sanctified. And in his letter to the church in Jerusalem, he says in James chapter 1, through 2-4, he says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. God wants us to persevere. God wants His church to finish the race so that we'll be mature, so that we'll be complete, not lacking anything. The process is costly. And there's potential problems and obstacles that we go through. And when we go through those things, it incites fear. The early church members were constantly faced with all kinds of ridicule, all kinds of persecution. And occasionally, it would lead to death. But yet they persevered, and they were a strong church, they were a growing church, and in the face of danger, they said, I'm not going to fear, we're just going to keep moving on. We don't fear death in our country to serve God. But there is the potential of ridicule, of being bullied or even ostracized because of our faith in Christ. But don't forget that your allegiance to Christ makes you an enemy to the prince of this earth. There are powers and principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places that is placed and opposed to your faith in Christ. And if you think for one minute that the enemy is going to leave you alone and just let you walk into the pearly gates, it's not going to happen. He's going to fight you every single day of your life. And if you walk in fear, you're going to be defeated. God told us, fear not. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 11, Blessed are you when people insult you, when they persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Cry and whine and get on the phone and have a pity party. No. Rejoice and be glad. But pastor, they're making fun of me. They made fun of him. They ridiculed him. They laughed at him all the way to death. Even when he was on the cross, they spit at him and laughed at him and mocked him. King of the Jews. You can't even save yourself. Fear can rob us of joy. Fear can paralyze us from moving forward into the things that God has called us into. And I believe that's why the church isn't working properly and functioning properly, because many people are are paralyzed by fear to step into their callings. Look for just a moment. Instead of the spirit of fear, you've been given a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of de- uh, of self-discipline, a sound mind. Let's look at those. Power. What I'm about to tell you Is some of the most exciting and probably most important things you'll hear from me today. And as a believer, it's one of the most important things and exciting things we can hear. Power. The same word that Paul uses to encourage Timothy is also the word that Jesus gave his disciples in Acts chapter 1 and 8. And you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That kind of power leaves no room for doubt. When a believer has the Holy Spirit working in them and through them, they cannot, I mean, anything according to the will of God can be accomplished through them. Not to mention Romans chapter 8, verse 11. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who lives in you. If you are experiencing unhealthy fear that is hindering you from experiencing the life in Christ that you've been destined to live, then you need to check yourself and you need to remember that you've been given the spirit of power. Dunamis power, the word that we get dynamite from. You have been given a spirit of power, not fear. Fear. Miracle-working, I mean, grave-robbing power. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of you. Now think about that. So we have the spirit of power, and then he said the spirit of love. In the book of 1 John, he uses the same word that Paul uses when he tells Timothy that he has the spirit of love. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear. Who is love? God drives out fear. When we walk in the spirit of love, just like Christ did, unhealthy fear has to be drove out of us. Jesus walked to the cross and, in a spirit of love, and we can assume that he walked out of the grave in the same empowered spirit of love. So don't forget, the same spirit is alive inside of us. The next time you're experiencing fear, anxiety, worry, or doubt, check to make sure you're walking in the spirit of love. And lastly, sound mind or self-discipline how many in this room struggle with (laughs) self-discipline how many have already struggled with it today you're in good company and I have good news it takes a lot of discipline to recognize fear and then it takes a lot of discipline to deal with it because it's simply, it's easy just to shrug it off and just call it, man, it's just a fact of life. It's just something we got to deal with. No, it's not. It's not a fact of life. God said that I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Abundant life doesn't have fear. Paul wraps up his encouragement to 2 Timothy, uh, you know, By reminding him, he said, I've given you the spirit of power, the spirit of love. But not only that, I've given you the spirit of sound mind or self-discipline. Discipline. Discipline. I'm telling you, this is a word we all need to hear. Discipline is the ingredient in the process of sanctification. We have to discipline ourselves. We need discipline to take the time necessary to, to spend time with God. We need discipline to push the plate back and do that word that we don't talk about no more. Fasting. I shared with everybody Sunday night this, this, this summer is going to be a a, a, a time of preparation. I don't know what God's got in store for this church, but this we're going to go into a a, a place of preparation to where we're going to this summer is going to be a time of prayer and a time of fasting and we're going to see what God is ready to unleash in this church this fall. I believe that God has called this church to great things. I believe he's called you to great things. But discipline is the ingredient that's going to get us there. Isn't it just like God to give us exactly what we need? (laughs) I mean, he knew all these ingredients, power, love, and sound mind would be necessary on this side of heaven. And he said, I'll just give it to you. But all of us, we all struggle with self-discipline. It's an area in our life where we've been given power to experience victory. Selena comes onto the piano I share this a lot because he was a hero of of mine in the faith, but Brother Carter if you all don't know who Brother Carter was he was an awesome saint of God that went to Mill Creek Church I grew up, it was Sister Debbie's dad but Brother Carter he had set up in his house downstairs in the basement a prayer room he had an altar and all that stuff down in his basement. And he had something that we all need. It's called self-discipline. He had set times of the day that he would go down and spend time with God. And he didn't care who was in the house. If family was there, if you came at a certain time, he could say, you can sit here and talk to Sister Carter, but it's my time to go down and spend time with the Lord. I'll be back in a little while you're here when I get come up the steps I'll talk to you some more if not I'll see you tomorrow but every single day at his times he would walk down those steps and he'd go spend time with the Lord church that takes discipline that takes discipline to say Nate we can't have this conversation right now you'll have to come back in a little while because I got to go into my prayer closet it's on my calendar I'm not changing it So this is, but that's what he did. Unhealthy fear can be so destructive. And God said, it can be so destructive that I'm going to combat it and I'm going to give you the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of self-discipline. I'm going to give you these to overcome fear church we definitely desperately need to discipline and check ourselves throughout the day we need discipline to form new habits to identify bad habits and thankfully Christ has given us the spirit of power love and a sound mind this week, I'm going to challenge you. When you begin to feel fear, just pause, take time to realize is this healthy or unhealthy? Obviously, if you encounter mama bear in the woods, don't take too long trying to figure it out, just run. If you see a shark in the ocean, let your wife laugh at you, run. When you recognize unhealthy fear, do you know that you can pray and ask the Lord to keep you walking in the spirit? Ask Him, God, I need to be walking in the spirit of power right now. This fear can't be gripping my mind. I ain't got time for this. God, not only do I need to be walking in the spirit of, uh, of power right now, but can you give me love while I'm trusting you? And in God, while you're doing it, I'm going to be self-disciplined enough. I'm going to have a sound mind about myself enough to know that I can't dwell on this. I got to get. I got to go. I got to do. I got to get away because I can't be just settling on fear right now. I can't be in panic mode. I can't be having anxiety attacks. But this week when you find yourself in fear, write down the situation you're in. Write it down. If you're if you're at work and you get and you feel anxiety or panic, write, I'm at work doing whatever ask and write it down what this is this is what i'm doing why because then you can go and say i'm noticing the trend when i'm here when i'm doing this this is when i experienced this was it good fear was it bad fear if it's unhealthy check yourself when i when i was in that moment was I walking in the spirit of power? Was I walking in the spirit of love? Did I have a sound mind? We got to learn to diagnose fear, because we have a lot of church people walking in it. God has a better life, amen. Bow our heads.
0: Thanks for listening with us today. We hope that you have been challenged, inspired, or God has changed you somehow or in some way by what you have heard. If you would like to learn more about Fountain of Life Worship Center, find us at our website at folwc.com, on Facebook at facebook.com folwc, or in person. If you have a prayer request that you would like us to join in praying with you, please head to our prayer page at folwc.com prayer and click the image that reads prayer request. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can go to our website, folwc.com, and click Give at the top of the page. Join us every Thursday for a new podcast. Hit subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to keep up with our most recent podcast episode. Have a great day, and God bless you all.